Welcome to the LifeU Podcast. In this season, the Spirit is calling our church family to explore four spiritual practices, fervent prayer and worship, tending to scripture, sharing our faith stories, and serving the neighbor courageously and generously. This interview-based podcast will feature members of the St. Andrew's family, reflecting on how to cultivate a rich spiritual life that delights in the gospel message. To learn more about LifeU, go to standrews.org. And now, enjoy the conversation. Greetings, St. Andrew's friends. I am here with Pastor Kyle Jackson. Kyle, good to see you. It is so good to see you, Michael. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to be here. I am excited for you to be here, and I understand from our earlier conversation, this is your first podcast uh, appearance. First ever. First ever. Um, I, I'm, all stars are aligning today, and <laughs> and it is it is to be, so I'm very excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. Pastor Kyle, will you just tell us a little bit about your role at St. Andrews before we jump into the material? Uh, I'm the executive pastor of Serve and Care here at St. Andrews. Um, I, about a year and a half ago, I became the executive pastor. I was the pastor of congregational care, but now um, I have the umbrellas of care and serve, which includes the Community Resource Center and Global Ministries. They're just such important elements of uh, of St. Andrew's life and, and public face. And, you know, in that role, I have to imagine you hear a lot of stories. And that is sort of the topic of of this week's or this month's um, uh, Life You, is that we're talking about sharing our faith stories in ways that are both compelling and authentic. And Kyle, would you agree that, that, um, Lutherans often struggle to tell their faith story. Do you think that that's true? I absolutely would agree with that statement. And I I think it's a crying shame because I think that there are myths involved with it um, that, that are just unfortunate. I think that we've made telling our story, and I, I'll be frank, you know, as Christians, as, as something very scary, very big, um, and the the beautiful truth of the matter is every single person on the planet has a story. And so I, I think that we start right from that point. Um, and it, I don't think our story is right. I don't think our story is wrong. I think our story just is. Um, and it, it's one of my favorite parts about telling our story um, and storytelling in general is um, I think that we can tell each other's stories or we can tell our stories and receive other people's stories without judgment when we realize that's your story. Um, you don't need to have a, a judgment about it either way. Um, your story is your story. And just to put a bow on what you asked, you said, I imagine with what I do, I hear stories all the time. And I just could not agree with that um, more. Um, people do have a story to tell. And I would, I, I believe that people actually do want to tell their story. I think you're, no, I think you're definitely right, Kyle. I think it, it, uh, sometimes it takes a little bit of working up to it, but 
there is something within humans that we, we're just these storytelling creatures. And I think when we don't, we, when we aren't able to share stories, there's something in us that just isn't kind of like fully there. I mean, we do it all the time when we experience something that's remarkable or interesting. What do we do? We talk about it, right? Or we, we put it on Facebook or we, we tell some family member. And, but there's something about faith stories that there is this kind of giant, or we, we, this like intimidation or fear that kind of prevents us from doing so, or that says, oh, that's weird, or why would somebody ever do that? What, how do we kind of work with that? How do we get beyond that? Well, I, I think one of the, you named one of the hugest problems that we have. We love telling our story, but if we remove the word faith out of that, um, and I mean this, I'm going to get there. I mean that in a positive spin. I mean, I think. Um, if, if you, if you take faith story out of it and it is just your story and you're telling your story, um, faith comes up all over the place. And I, I've had this experience. I know that I'm a professional pastor. I get that. Um, but I've had that experience where someone has said, I don't have much of a story to tell as it relates to faith. And if you ask the question, well, tell me about a time when, um, you were really scared or tell me about a time when uh, you were more joyful than you can remember. Uh, people can start spilling out their story. And I think what we can help people grasp on to remember is every part of someone's story is their faith story. Um, so I think the fact that we make a distinction with it actually can become unhelpful to people. Um, if we just look at it more of a, of a whole life story, that is your story. And that's where yeah. we can at least start. That is just so insightful, Kyle. I recently had a chance to interview a, a lady about her faith story. And when I first approached her, I think she was a little bit hesitant because she she didn't have kind of a dramatic kind of tale of conversion you know, nothing that she could right. point to to yep. say, like, my life was overturned by Jesus when these set of events happened. And ultimately, she said what kind of she centered on was the fact that she had experienced the slow burn of God's love. And that was like her language it was the exactly. slow burn of God's love over her entire life. And that's how she was able to then talk about how God was at work in every single moment. Yeah, I. I really relate to that. I recently turned 48, and I would say in my early to mid-20s, I went through a stage where um, I met a lot of people who had a more Pauline, huge conversion story, you know, from black to white, from light to dark, you know, whatever. And I, I used to be like, I don't have a story like that. And along the years, it made me, I've realized that the fact that my mom and dad baptized me when I was 17 days old at Messiah Lutheran Church in St. Paul, um, Minnesota. Um, and then I cannot remember a week that my mom and dad didn't bring me to church. Uh, guess what? That's my story. And so I've moved, you know, from my 20s to my 40s from being sort of jealous to that, to having a sense of gratitude that my story is, is that my parents just always had that whatever that woman described that burning love of God or my, my parents put that in me. Yeah. So maybe part of what I hearing you say, Kyle, is just that even if your life hasn't been dramatically changed in some spiritual encounter, or whatever, doesn't mean that you don't have an important story to tell. And maybe that's one of like the major obstacles that we face in telling our stories. 
Yeah, I, I think that is one of the obstacles. Um, not that I want to talk about obstacles the whole time, but I think yeah. it's interesting. I think um, on the flip side, if there is a flip side of that, um, you know, there are people who maybe they have a big conversion story. Then I've, I've met with people who their story is my story is so blank or my story is so bleak or my story is so dark that I, I can't imagine a God who who um, really wants me. And, uh, you know, there's there's amazing things to talk about, to think about in that person's story, too, just to 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 help and to make that person realize or help that person realize oh my goodness god has been there the whole time and has been holding you does hold you um and you really are so worthy <laughs> you you're just yeah. so worthy of of your story and to i think some people need to be held around their story i know that's maybe some strange language but um holding people's stories with um i think great care is is a really important um thing but that that all leads itself to that word that we use and when i when i first heard you talk about the pillars that we were using for life you i think i even said in uh, the room that we were in I was just so taken with this specific one because the other ones, even though they're so important, they're, they're ones that most people would guess, uh, you know, into scripture, uh, prayer. And this one seems like a little bit of an outlier and a, Oh, what's there. That's so exciting. Yeah. I think you're right that it, on the one hand, it, it, it does in some ways feel like an outlier. And I think part of that is just this, lack of practice with it. But I want to I want to return to your earlier comment about kind of holding people's stories and I think a large part of our neglect of this practice is that we're just we're so busy, so many things going on that we don't often take time to just reflect. How is God at work right now? How has God been how has God been at work over kind of multiple chapters of my lives and we just have not kind of taught one another to do that kind of reflective work and to notice how God is at work just in the small things and, and also in the dramatic things. And, and not only that, Michael, which I agree with so much, um, it's, it's the taking, taking the time to do that, but to even um, help people, help people realize, you know, when I'm, when I'm trying to get to know you better, or I'm asking these questions for, for some folks, when they're asked a question like that, it is so foreign because our world is, has become so busy, so to-do list that I, I think some people bristle or even wonder what's happening when it's happening. Um, and so I think it's it's just normalizing um, taking care of each other uh, and taking care of each other's story and honoring what has been and what, you know, what the story has been, I guess. Mm -hmm. No, I, I agree with that. Well, Kyle, this is just, I know, I know our time is blown by so quickly, but this has been really insightful. And I wonder, just in our last few minutes together, do you have any other insights that you'd like to share about uh, just the practice of telling our stories in authentic and uh, compelling ways? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I would um I would urge people to do, you know, especially if they're interested in in getting after this, because I can imagine many people who are listening right now in our congregation, um, they know how to do some of the other ones. But I think just like um, 
praying out loud. I don't know about a lot of people listening, but um, I used to be a little bit uncomfortable praying out loud. Right now, I am certainly not. And it's because I've practiced it. And and so I think um, learning to practice telling your story is one of those things. And I don't know about you, Michael, but I think one of the best ways to do that is to find a trusted um, storytelling partner. Um, and that and that could be someone who is incredibly close to you. Um, it could be a spouse, a best friend, a parent um, that 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 you can practice um, the telling of your story. And I think the more and more we do that, the more comfortable we get with discovery because i think the more we tell our story the more we realize just how present god has been throughout our stories so this is just so immensely practical kyle <laughs> i love it the, the best way to grow as a someone who tells their story authentically in a compelling way is just to start doing it <laughs> and, and to yep. and to do it in do it in the sandbox you know with a trusted friend or with a family member and just say, I just want to tell this short little five minute story and I'm just going to give it a try. And, uh, you know, that was certainly my experience with things like public speaking, which I used to be so afraid of, you know, that just the more you do it, the more you kind of gain confidence in your ability to uh, execute properly. And, and I think one other thing, and I know we're ending, but, um, I think another gift we can give one another is in that duo is some people are going to be more comfortable than others. Some are, are, are going to want to be bold to say, I'd like to share my story, but some of the storytelling comes from um, becoming great question askers. And I think that there are just a, a number of people who can help with um what some of those great questions are. One of my spiritual mentors named Rich, he was my boss for a while. Um, he taught me this phrase that is so simple, but um, he he used it so often with me. And after a while, I realized what he was doing. I would share something in, in a meeting with him and he would just look at me and he would say these three words, tell me more. Wow. <laughs> you, you know, even saying it out loud, it, it just kept opening up. Um, it, it was an invitation that Rich was interested in what I had to say, and he really genuinely wanted to know more. And it allowed me to go deeper into my story. That's just one example wow. of a great question you can ask. No, this is great, Kyle, because I think it just shows that there's a, there's a kind of reciprocity element here where you can, one way to help a person become a better storyteller is to yourself be a great listener and to just ask great questions like, yeah, tell me more, you know, just tell me more or the invitation to go deeper can really give, I think, encouragement to a person who's just learning how to tell their faith story. Absolutely. Well, Pastor Kyle, what a delight to finally get you on the podcast and to hear your insights on on storytelling and blessings to you this Christmas. Blessings to you as well, Michael. Uh, I'm just very excited to have been here and Merry Christmas, everyone. Thanks. You bet. This has been a production of St. Andrew's Lutheran Church in Matamidi, Minnesota. To find out more information about St. Andrew's or about LifeView, go to standrews.org. Thank you for listening.